Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway, don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going, we were all to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love the lane. Because I love it. We love it. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. Europe beating the USA in the Ryder Cup, 17 and a half points to 10 and a half. Team USA going down in flames, getting absolutely shellacked on Sunday over at Le Golf National. And uh, welcome to the Golf Insiders. Holly G here in the house for an abbreviated show tonight. But we've got a Great lineup, and we want to get right to it because we've got a lot to talk about uh, to wrap up the Ryder Cup and talk about a little bit of the fallout since Team USA went down, and he was there all week. He's back here uh, in Florida, and as always, great to bring in Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, Holly. How are you? Well... Never good to be the captain that falls short of the victory. We know that. And uh, not easy to be Jim Furyk on Sunday evening. No, and, uh, you know, I actually feel bad for him because I don't really think he did a whole lot wrong. Um, nobody would have – nobody was quibbling with his captain's picks when he made them. Uh, you know, maybe Phil Nicholson a little bit. But, you know – how would you not take Bryson, Tiger, and Tony Finau? Uh, you know, uh, uh, the pairings, of course, there was all the controversy about Jordan and, and uh, Patrick Reed not playing together, but Jordan went 3-1 and one with Justin Thomas. You know, so it's kind of hard to c- criticize that other than maybe there was some, you know, there might have been some, some other pairings that, that, got, uh, that got busted up. But, you know, for the most part, it, you're, you're coaching guys over three days, and, and they didn't perform. And that's, that's really the bottom line. Uh, they, they, the number one player in the world, Dustin Johnson, went 1-3, and three, and Tiger and Phil went 0-6. Oh you know, uh, it's just uh, uh, it, it, you look at it and you go, sometimes the other guys played better and, 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 and their guys didn't play so well. Uh, what did you think about uh, you and I were texting back uh, during, you know, the matches and, and I was really kind of shocked with him putting and I think a lot of people were, were uh, with Furyk putting Phil out in the uh, foursomes matches, uh, you know, just because of how poorly he'd been playing. And as we know, how poorly he's been driving. Yeah, that was that was sort of the, um, you know, the, the pairing that you point to where things could have gone awry. I mean, they were three and one in the morning. Um I'm not sure anybody was going to beat uh, uh, Molinari and uh, and Tommy Fleetwood, and that's who Tiger and Reed went up against. But you know, in retrospect, and I think even there was some some amazement about it. 
you know, you put you put Phil in 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 uh, in best ball if you're going to play him in the morning, and uh, it didn't have to be with Bryson, and this is this is where the whole thing with the with the pairings I think kind of got messed up. Uh, you know, why wasn't Kepka with DJ, and then you could have put Fina with Phil, and and then uh, uh, you, you know, and then and then in the afternoon you have Tiger possibly for for uh, alternate shot. And you could have him go with just about anybody, you know. Uh, you could you could break up a pairing from the morning and have Tiger play with one of those guys. They, we all sort of thought they had three really solid teams going in, or at least a top six core of Spieth and Reed, JT and Fowler, and uh, Kepka and and Dustin Johnson. And then you kind of mix and match to to find the other two. Uh, you know, for four ball and force them and then maybe mix things up and just, you know, to get whitewashed in the afternoon and not even come close to winning any of those matches uh, in foursomes, not, not only did obviously it turn the score, but it turned momentum. Uh, it, it, it shook up the U.S. Uh, you know, there was, now there's doubt in, the, in, the, in Europe has, has all the good vibes. And, you know, they were just never able to recover from that. Well, one of the things, you know, that... Y- the European players kept talking about, we know about, you know, the, and, and this is analyzed over and over again. And as somebody who's been there covering, you know, the Ryder cup and seeing these losses over and over across the pond, uh, you know, everybody asks, what's the, you know, what's the secret sauce for the European team. And you just, you know, you just see it in their camaraderie and their passion, you know, for this cup. Uh, but one thing I, I, I'm not sure who said it, but you know, in the press conference that, uh, they, they, there was just, you know, they could have played with anybody, you know, that's, that's how, you know, well the team was gelling and, you know, kind of how they, they just step up the way the captain, you know, wants them to. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I have, I actually wrote about this today that, um, that, that there's, I, I sometimes don't buy into the whole, you know, they want it more, they have more camaraderie, they have more passion I mean, were they missing those things two years ago when they lost? You know, I mean, that, that's sort of my question on, on that is, okay, so they lost two years ago, so they didn't have the same passion. They, they weren't a good team. I mean, I think sometimes you just get beat or, or somebody plays better. In the case of Europe, you know, Molinari had never won a single match in two previous Ryder Cups, and he goes 5-0. and you know, Sergio didn't make a cut in a major and went three and one. Henrik Stenson had was a huge question mark with an elbow injury coming in. Hadn't been playing all that great. Goes three and zero. Oh. I mean, are those the things because they want it more, or did they just you know did it, did it come together for them? You know, meanwhile on the other side you have Deshambo who had just won two of the last four tournaments that were played. Goes zero and three. Uh, Phil, not that long ago, shot 63 in the final round in Boston. You know, and here he was, his game totally gone. Uh, Dustin Johnson had a putt on the Sunday of the Tour Championship that could have won him the FedEx Cup. Then the guy, you know, he was just he looked lost on the greens. And of course, you know, Tiger was was Toast. awesome in winning the Tour Championship, and 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 then uh, you know just ha- you know kind of ran out of gas. It was not the same player, so. Uh, I sometimes put it down to, 
you know, we make too much out of it. It's, it's, uh, you need, you need everybody playing well at the same time. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe the best, uh, argument in this is when they're playing singles, there's really no team involved at that point. You know, you're playing your own ball, you're playing against the other guy. And here again, you know, the U S can only manage four and a half points. You know, they, they just didn't have it. I don't think they weren't playing very well. I mean, uh, other than Justin Thomas and Finau, you know, nobody really shined. And uh, it was unfortunate uh, that it wasn't closer and, and, and more dramatic on, on Sunday. But hats off to Europe. They, as you noted, they just seemed to figure out a way, and, and especially over there. I think Kepka put it well. He said, we just did, you know, just as you were saying, we just didn't play well enough. There's nothing wrong with our team. You could certainly see Tiger's frustration as well. I mean, when I saw him in that first press conference on Tuesday, he just, he looked out of it. And to be expected, you know, I'm sure given, you know, what, he played seven out of nine, and we frequently talk about, you know, Tiger always needs to play more rounds, right? So that's a long stretch for him, given, you know, what he was trying to accomplish. Then winning the Tour Championship, coming down, you know, the the four playoffs, uh, you know, to be expected he would be emotionally and physically drained and in the tank. Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 uh, I, I, I guess that is what happened. I mean, I didn't see that coming. I just thought it would flow right in. And again, you know, when, when it's the losing side, it always is going to come off like, like excuses. You know, the European, there were six European players in the tour championship, but several of them weren't in contention. They didn't have, you know, that was huge for Tiger to win that tournament in Atlanta. He put a lot of energy into that rush to the airport that night, get on a plane, fly overnight. There's functions every day at the Ryder Cup. It's not the same schedule. He keeps at a regular tournament. You just wonder how much rest he got. Uh, and, it, and it took its toll, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think some of the other guys were worn out, too. You know, you, it, 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 there was a while there where I think that there was a sense that having the FedEx Cup lead into the Ryder Cup was a good thing for the U.S. It kept guys sharp. Uh, but uh, I think you had a bunch of guys worn out. And it'll be interesting going forward. You know, the season's going to end three weeks earlier, basically. There's going to be about a month gap between the Tour Championship and the Ryder Cup going forward. Now, there, there, will be, there might be some other tournaments they could play, but how will they be when they have that break? You know, will, will that refresh them and help them? Or, or will they be a bit rusty? Because maybe does that give them more time to practice as a team together? Which would be, you know, if they did that, that would be terrific. Especially if you, uh, you know, for a home game in a, in, a, in uh, at Whistling Straits in a few years, if if you put together a group, you know, a group of as many guys as possible and went there, say on the Monday, Tuesday, the week prior to to uh, Ryder Cup week and let guys practice together, you know, one day where they, they practice foursomes and the next day they practice just together and, uh, and, and learn the course, how, how, how much better might that help them? You know, those will all be things in the future that we can keep an eye on to see how much it changes things. Absolutely. Uh, you're listening to the Golf Insiders, a special half-hour wrap-up tonight of uh, the Ryder Cup, talking to Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was very interesting, Bob, again, that they, you know, just piled on this Ryder Cup right bu- right behind uh, the the playoffs. And, uh, you know, certainly it, it just seemed 
Webb Simpson and Tony Finau, I mean, they were, you know, they were the stalwarts. Tony Finau, my God, this guy has just played phenomenally the last, what, eight weeks of golf? Yeah, you know, he, he really did, and he had a, he had a heck of a match, um, you know, a, a really good showing in his singles. Um, I thought he, you know, other than uh, other than the first day jitters with uh, 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 with with Kepka, um, you know, I, I thought he did really well, um, and uh, you know that's a good sign for the future. You know, again, the, the, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of angst, over, you know, obviously making fun of the task force and the and the Ryder Cup committee, but you know, if you go back. They never said they were going to win them all. They just said they'd be in a better position to win them. Absolutely. And I don't think you heard, other than Patrick Reed, to be honest, I'm not sure where all that came from. I mean, obviously, you're, you're not he, – he, he was surprised they split up a great pairing. A lot of us were. But the consolation was you get to play with your idol, Tiger. And in, in a weird sort of way, he was throwing Tiger under the bus, too. Um, but aside from that, I mean, I didn't sense any dissension or any people grumbling about the pairings. You know, my sense of this is that most of this stuff was not a surprise. Tiger, Phil, Furyk, uh, Stricker, Davis, Love, you know, those guys have been talking and scheming for weeks and months. They had a good idea what the pairings were going to be, um, you know, and, and it just didn't work out. You know, guys just didn't step up. I can't believe how many putts that were missed. They missed a lot of fairways. You can't underestimate the home course advantage. That's a course that Europe had way more experience on. I had some people suggest to me, oh, you know, those guys should have gone and played the French Open. Well, you know, Justin Thomas did that, but that's that's just unrealistic, you know, to ask them to all go do that. It was the same week as Tigers tournament. I mean, Molinari won Tigers tournament. He didn't even go to the French Open this year. He's played it many times. But clearly, they had an advantage. That's a course most of their guys have played in tournaments uh, several times. And so they knew it better. And that's, that's part of having the home course advantage. But to think that the U.S. was going to close that gap just because a bunch of guys go play the French Open, uh, you know, I, I remarked to people, if, the, if you had a golf course that was set up the way that was for a stroke play event, rounds would take six hours. I mean, the rough was brutal. The fairways were very narrow. I mean, you saw some of the trouble people got into. Uh, and, uh, you know, guys were taking drops. Guys were having, you know, hitting the ball in the water, having to flash it out of this deep rough. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was a difficult golf course with wind. Brings to mind the, the uh, bunker shot Rory had where, you know, it was buried and he, you know, cold conked it across the fairway into the water. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it was, um, it was, a, tough, it was a tough course. In complete contrast to what the Americans had uh, or set up two years ago at Halo Team, where they wanted a long but sort of a benign course. It was it was playing fairly simple. You know, the fairways were wide. There wasn't a lot of rough, um, especially on Sunday. They had very simple pin placements. The idea was they wanted guys to make birdies. And uh, the Europeans went the complete opposite way. They felt it suited their team. That's their right. And, again, I just think these are little aspects of the Ryder Cup that make it so cool. Absolutely. Well, Bob, as always, thank you so much for uh, the play-by-play wrap-up here. We know it was a spectacular week in Paris, and the course looked fantastic on TV, and so was all the coverage on ESPN and ESPN.com. Thank you so much. Bob Herrig.
All right, we're going to go to our other uh, Top Golf Insider who was also in Paris, Jeff Babineau from the Morning Read. Hey, Jeff. Bonjour, Holly G. Ah, wee, 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 wee. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know your trip ended on a little bit of a, yeah. of a not-so-fun note, my friend. A little bit. I got, uh, you know, golf isn't that big in France as of yet, but pickpocketing is. <laughs> uh, they're, they're highly, if we had a Ryder Cup for pickpocketing, we wouldn't even come close. So uh, I had my wallet picked on the train over there, which makes for an interesting exit out of France for sure. But, oh, I uh, bet. I got home. I'm back in Orlando, and I'm thankful to be here. All right. So uh, your overall thoughts uh, in the aftermath of our trouncing over there in Europe, what's uh, your take? You know, my take is that thinking that we can just go over there and if we play well, the Ryder Cup is always ours is just arrogant. Honestly, I mean, Europe plays sensational. They're, they come together, and they're so good in that team aspect. They're so good at giving guys roles that accept them. You know, a guy like Henrik Stenson going out there playing three times, he returns you three points, you know. They just embrace that kind of thing. And, and after that first session, the Europeans just took this tournament, and they rolled with it, and they really thumped the U.S. team. And uh, it got to the point late Sunday where it was kind of embarrassing, I thought. Yeah, and how about Garcia, you know, racking up now 25 and a half points, and I think he just surpassed Nick Faldo, right, for the most points uh, won? Right, and if you take the 24 players in the Ryder Cup from this year, he had a miserable season. No, he had a worse season in Sergio, right? But he can show up. He played in Portugal the week before, I guess. Uh, He got a little bit of form. He shows up and finds something, you know, Ian Poulter, how many golf courses could you go to and put Ian Poulter against Dustin Johnson and have him beat him? But, I mean, in the Ryder Cup, he's going to do it because he's Superman in that thing. So it just it amazes me how the Europeans rise. They have, they have great Ryder Cup players. We haven't had a great Ryder Cup player uh, since Laney Watkins in the early 90s. So it, it just amazes me. It happens all the time, and we go over there, and every time Europe does it again, we act like we're surprised when we really shouldn't be. No, and, you know, their passion, you know, their exuberance, it's its just infectious. Uh, you know, I always feel they've got the momentum going into this thing just by nature of, as you said, how they just kind of coalesce. I mean, they you know, it's not something they have to manufacture. But you look at somebody like Paul Casey, you know, he was so emotional, right, on Saturday, I think right. it was. You know, here was a guy that it had been 10 years this was, you know, completely his goal to get back on the Ryder Cup, and at forty, what two might be his last one. You know, that's right. And and we talk about the, you know, when we talk about the passion and how it seems to mean so much to the Europeans, it's always taken as a backhanded slap that it doesn't mean that much to the U.S. players. It means a whole lot. The U.S. guys pour a lot into this, but it, I just the bottom line is, I think the truth of it is. It just means a little bit more over there. I mean, it means it gives the European Tour a push, whereas winning and losing isn't going to be a blip on the PGA Tour screen, right? I mean, win, lose, we're going to play for $60 bucks this year in that FedEx Cup, and they're going to have a, a huge year either way. Well, the European Tour feels the push of winning a Ryder Cup. And those guys grow up as kids. They're standing over 10-footers late at night trying to make putts to win the Ryder Cup, not the Masters, the U.S. Open. And it's just a little bit different, and, and it just amazes me. I think the old culture where the Europeans traveled together and they got real close, 
that's changed. I was talking to GMAC about that. That's changed. These guys live all over the world. But sure. the, the fact of the team and what the meaning of team to these guys hasn't changed. And it, it means as much as ever. And they just embrace it and they go with it. And they're just hugely successful at it. All right. On the flip side, uh, give me the inside uh, scoop here on uh, anything you can add to the, the Reed uh, speed split. I mean, I, I think it. You know, on paper, it seemed to make sense, you know, as Furek was saying, to create two great teams out of it, uh, you know, given both of their successes. Although, you know, again, with Tiger, there's always the question mark of, you know, who to match him up with. Um, right. And certainly, ju- we know Justin, Thomas, and Jordan, longtime friends, that this, you know, certainly has a partnership for the long haul. But, you know, what's your what's your take, you know, based on... Yeah, I mean... You know, some Obviously, say Pat, take, Patrick you know, say he was blindsided. Some say he was right. begging to play with Tiger. Right. So, I mean, I, I think part of it is I had a I had a friend who was in touch with Jim Furyk, and Jim's trying to figure out when he'll address all this. Um, it was unfortunate. He's such a classy guy, such a stand-up guy, that it was a little unfortunate. But, you know, if Patrick Reed didn't learn that he was not playing with, with uh, Jordan Spieth until he got to France, then that was a mistake. I mean – the whole idea of having this team picked a year earlier than it was in Hazel's team. If you remember, Ryan Moore got put on that team on Sunday night after the tour championship and was right. He jetted off to Vegas, stopped off at home and went right to Hazel team. They didn't want that. They wanted all these guys to know who they were playing with. They wanted them to know the plan. They wanted them to know a week in advance and before they got on that plane. So, and, and personally, my opinion is breaking up that speed and read team. I, I don't, I don't really care. If I'm captain, I really don't care if they get along or not. I care what kind of partnership they form, and they formed a pretty effective one. Being, Absolutely. You know, 4-1-2 and two in the Ryder Cup, and even better when you had in the President's Cup, and the trickle-down of that was it affected three partnerships because now you didn't have Dustin and DJ together because Dustin was with Ricky. You could have played Ricky and Justin Thomas together. So instead of having three strong partnerships into that first four-ball session, which they did win, uh, it, it kind of had a trickle down in breaking up all these different groups. So I, I think it, it did have an effect, and it, it remains to be seen if he was being truthful about not really learning that till Wednesday night of the Ryder Cup. If so, then that falls on the captains and the assistant captains. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, you know, it just seemed to take the wind out of Captain America's cape. You yeah, know, right. I mean, where you yeah, know, I mean, where he, was that passion and you know. You know, go get them. You know, that was what we remember from Hazeltine. Well, they struggled. I think with, with Spieth, as much as Spieth is the more accomplished player, right, with more majors and all this, but when those two paired together, I think Reed was kind of the alpha, right? He's kind of the, the lead dog. Agree. And, uh, and now you're playing with Tiger. You're not going to be the lead dog playing with Tiger Woods. Heck no. So he, he kind of steps back a little in that that psyche. And, and who knows what kind of effect that had. I mean, he played – he played terrible the second go around, and I was kind of shocked to see him pull things together to win a singles match. But by then, you know that ship had kind of sailed. The U.S. was going to go down pretty good, and uh, but who knows what effect that was? I mean, maybe he did want to play with Tiger, but that's a that's a difficult thing to do. I mean, no one has ever played well with Tiger. It's just a an odd thing to try and do it. That hasn't been Tiger's event, the Ryder Cup. It hasn't been Phil's event. It hasn't been Jim Furyk's event. Well, and you've got, you know, these guys grew up watching Tiger, idolizing Tiger. Patrick wears red on Sunday 
you know, because of Tiger. So, you know, yes, these guys play at the top level and they play week to week. But, you know, when it comes down to these this team format, there's a lot more pressure there. I could see where, you know, that would be a little intimidating. Right. And, and you know, there's, there's a certain comfort level you need. I mean, we're – we play these cups every year, but we're all still always looking for pairings. I mean, why? Why don't we have a Spence and Rose? I mean, you put those two out there, and if they hit a bad shot in foursomes, there's no apologizing. They just get on with it. They know the guy's not trying to hit a bad shot. But if you're playing in a, in a new team that you haven't played before, Reed and Tiger, there's a little bit of awkwardness there. You're trying to feel it out and hit different shots and, and you know see how the other guy's playing and and really get on as a team. I mean, you're you're playing one ball out there to make a score, and it's it's a difficult deal. These guys do not play foursomes golf, but once a year, and it's just a, it's a hard thing to do. And Europe's much better at it. I mean, the last two Road Rider Cups, they're twelve two and two in the foursomes, and we got thumped both both times. Uh, you know, comment on the golf course because you know one of the things pointed out was how poor our you know, driving average was for our team. I mean, they make so much deal about the deal about the world rankings, you know, going into this and, you know, just cr- crunching the numbers. But if, if, as you say, they do all this planning, they knew the golf course, they knew how the Europeans would set it up. I mean, with four cuts of rough, my goodness, uh, you know, we didn't look so good on paper going in, just from that perspective. No, no, it was a, it was definitely a difficult golf course, difficult setup that all played in Europeans' favor. There, they have a great knowledge of the course. You know, ten of those twelve guys have finished top ten in the French Open. You know, Fleetwood and Mol- uh, Fleetwood's won there. Norin had won there. Molinari was a three-time runner-up, so they had a great advantage. And I think I think Furyk in his mind was probably thinking, "Hey, I, these long guys." It's going to take the driver out of their hand, but now they're going to be hitting irons and three woods into these fairways, and they just didn't do it. They just didn't hit enough fairways, uh, and you just could not do anything out of the rough there. I mean, you you saw more balls in the water there than you see at normal tournaments, and there's only 24 guys out there. So it was really difficult setup. Uh, I thought Webb Simpson was underutilized on the U.S. team. I mean, if there was a comparison, that was – that course is compared to TPC Sawgrass, and Webb played great. I, I watched him in singles. He played really nicely, and uh, he could have been utilized better than just playing two foursomes matches. So, there was, you know, it's, it's tough. A guy who loses is always going to get second-guessed, and Furyk will get second-guessed for some of those pairings. But it just seemed like Bjorn put his guys in a little better position. You know, he didn't have Phil Mickelson out there trying to play foursomes golf. And, and things like that, and it's just difficult. It, it snowballs, you lose the momentum, and it's just hard to ever get it back. And they're uh, still drinking the champagne. We know that. <laughs> Babs, thanks as always. Jeff Babineau, The Morning Read. The Golf Insiders will be back tomorrow night for a special edition as we kick off the 2018-2019 PGA Tour season. Tune in tomorrow night, special time, 6.30 to 7.30. The Golf Insiders, Holly G, we've got a tea time. We love you. Bye-bye.